Good morning. Thank you so much for joining us today on LLC. We have a great topic. I'm so excited to uh, dive into here. And we have Mr. Bill Paul that is joining myself and Natalie today. Hi, Bill. Hi, Natalie. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you guys for wanting to talk on, the, talk on this topic. Um, Bill, you posted an article, what, a couple weeks ago, a week ago. Yep. And I read it and I was like, oh, it's just such a great share. It was uh, an article that we'll share in the links. And it's it's noted as why do so many incompetent men become leaders and what can we do about it? So, Bill, how did you find this article and talk about, you know, what what it's going through uh, listed out here for us? Thanks, Nicole. Um, I have long held a theory that women were better at men uh, than in freight forwarding. Um, and, and, I, and I look back over my 51 year freight forwarding career and I look at, you know, some of the people that I've encountered and, and don't get me wrong, I've encountered some great men, but I've encountered some amazing women who never really, um, you know, hit the high spots. And, and as I look at my hiring track record, uh, if I leaned towards one gender more than the other, it was women. I felt women were better suited to logistics uh, because of their uh, soft skills. And so I started to read and research a whole lot more on that. And, and then I saw this amazing, uh, very, very broad um, survey that was conducted that showed that women were vastly superior to men in the, in the area of soft skills. Uh, in all of them, except for one, where where men and women were equal, and then I thought, well, well, you know, how how can that continue to happen that women are not getting you know a fair shake when you know they're, they're vastly superior in the area of soft skills, which is something that you would think every company is looking at when they're when they're hiring new employees. So um, I look for these articles a lot. I uh, you know there are people that obviously share those articles with me, and then this one came out. Uh, and there's obviously nothing tantalizing about the headline, right? <laughs> why, do so, why do so many incompetent men become leaders? It's Very like, subtle. Uh, right? <laughs> right? Um, I think that's going to grab people's attention. It certainly grabbed mine, and, um, and I hope it grabbed a lot of people's attention. So um, why do so many incompetent men become leaders? Um, well, it turns out that you know, more men than women uh, are not as good as they think they are. Um, you know, men tend to be somewhat immodest uh, and, and, and boastful and, and tend to have a feeling that they're better than they actually are. And that's not a common trait amongst women. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the lead in there is um, that, that, that men have a much higher opinion of themselves than women have of themselves. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it, it went in to say like this, I highlighted some things because there's just like, statements in here that pop out to me and we were talking about like we fall into this yep. because there's just things like you said it's just centuries and it's our society yep. and so it's one of those concepts of how are we able to to change that and and have a different perspective and I think it's like conversations like this and articles like this where I'm sure both of you and I have you know reading some of this stuff I was like guilty like I'm guilty as a female for doing some of this stuff and that, you know, I'll let you continue to talk on it, but this concept of being charismatic, you know, which comes off as confidence, 
doesn't show competence. Right. Um, great. You know, that's a great point to pick up on because um, it appears that there's kind of an inability to distinguish between confidence and competence, right? Uh, and that's uh, that's where people, uh, good, you know, good people think they are. Uh, it's how people think they are versus how they actually are, right? So, you know, competence versus confidence. So, you know, you have a lot of confident people who think they're really, really good um, and, and they're not as good as they think they are. And so, you know, confidence is, uh, is something that, that, that people fall, in, you know, fall into. Um, look, you know, Tony Robbins has made billions of dollars, you know, teaching people to be more, to be more confident. Um, but, you know, does it make them, does it necessarily make them more competent? Uh, and I would argue that it, that it doesn't. Nothing against Tony Robbins and what Tony Robbins does and has done, but you know, making people more confident without making them more competent seems to be um, kind of a waste of a waste of time. And then, in, in, and you alluded to this, Nicole, we fall in love with charisma, mm -hmm. right? Uh, these charismatic characters, uh, and 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 I think uh, perhaps in our pre-discussion you had mentioned, uh, or somebody else had mentioned to me. The the, uh, the, uh, the the Angela Merkel story, right? Angela Merkel, arguably one of the one of the most uh, one of the best leaders uh, in the free world that we've seen in in, in, in perhaps centuries, right? But Angela Merkel, who, who was the uh, the Prime Minister of Germany, um, is a woman who wakes up, has breakfast with her husband, um, goes to meetings well prepared listens to people without interrupting, lets them talk, makes rational decisions, and doesn't have any scandals associated with her. Um, now, if, if, if you go to Netflix over the weekend looking for a great movie, um, and, and that's, you know, and that's the, uh, the trailer, you're probably gonna skip right past it, right? Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, how many leaders, and we won't name names, can we think of that are so opposite to that you know that are all about themselves, and they're all and, and there's so much scandal attached to them, mm -hmm. uh, and yet you know their competence levels are ridiculous. And the followers that they get mm -hmm. for those ten and fifteen minute intervals of being confident, coming yeah. out and exuding this confidence is mm -hmm. crazy to me. And it's unfortunate. I'm in reading this. I think about some of the leaders that either I've worked for or other people that I've heard about. And it does seem to fit what mm -hmm. is being said here with this yeah. article. Yeah. yeah, think about it while you're in it until <laughs> after you're out of it. Well, and, and I think it's what, what, what you both mentioned, it's it's societal, right? You know, you're, you're being fed this narrative everywhere. So it's hard to kind of have that, you know, outsider perspective when you're trying to identify when you know this is the world that you live in so there's like the the side of you know um building up that confidence in the individual that you know men typically have it's i think it comes more naturally to them in, in most instances um but also society feeds into that narrative because we are attracted to that. Yeah. So it's like that two pronged. And that's what I found really interesting in the article of, you know, it's one recognizing it at the individual level of the person who is exuding that, you know, confidence versus competence, but also checking yourself. Maybe if you're the interviewer, 
you know, don't get trapped by, you know, the glossy, the, the confidence or, you know, the, the smooth talking, like really, you know, analyze, are they competent and capable of doing this role? Did they answer those questions in a way that gives you assurance that they would be a good fit for this role in the culture that you're creating? So I think it's hard though, Natalie. I mean, I think they tend to have, and I don't know, Bill, I'm sure you can, you know, go on to this, but they tend to answer the questions, right? Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a mask, you know, is there and you don't see it. You know, you just, you kind of fall because all of the answers come off as, yeah, I can do this job and yeah, I'm capable. And here's all of my background and here's all the things that I've done and woo, you know, it, it just, it comes out that way. And being a business owner myself, you know, stepping into this and I compete for, you know, people to join our firm over different firms, you know, I try to try to look at that and, and carry this. I still want to be charismatic because I do think that I do carry some of that, but at the same time, it's the authenticity of it, mm -hmm. you know? And so if I am even keeled with my authenticity, I think that makes a difference, but mm -hmm. something as being a woman that I, I do look at and I do see like, and I, sometimes I get mad, you know, I'll see some of these leaders and I'm like, uh, how do they get all these people? And I am busting my butt to be open and transparent and, you know, respectful. And it's, it's more of a struggle for people to almost buy into the female leadership just because of the society concept, you know? Yeah, great points. Um, I, I think we need to have a, a, another session on how to interview properly. <laughs> that would be awesome. The questions we need to ask. Yeah. Go, go back a little bit, you know, Natalie, something that you'd said about societal. Um, and I'm not going to say this, but but I'm going to throw kind of throw it back at you. But um, when you see and hear about, you know, a really, really confident guy, um, people people tend to go, wow, you know, this dude is awesome, right? When you see and hear about a really, really confident woman, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> There's a word. Yeah. I'm not going to use that word. Mm -hmm. that word. Yeah. Yep. That's associated with, with, with women that have that confidence, right? Absolutely. And, and, and again, you know, horrendously societal, but, you know, to your point, Nicole, it's about being your authentic self, right? Mm -hmm. Um there's nothing wrong with charisma so long as there's some substance to go with it. Sure. You know, if you're all style and no substance, then 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 you're nothing, right? Right. It's all sizzle and no steak. You know, <laughs> there's got to be some substance there. Right. And, 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 and you, you, you said something that really resonates with me is about being your authentic self, right? Mm -hmm. um, be who you are, not what somebody else wants you to be or expects you to be. Be who you are. Mm -hmm. Um but you know, this is this is the challenge today for women is is to not come across as, um, you know, I, I'm not going to use the word, but to come across as you know competent, uh, and and not be then labeled because they're being com confident, uh, yeah. which which men do all the time, <laughs> and, and and men you know arguably are much better BSs than women, right? <laughs> Um, you know, men always seem to be able to come up with the, you know, the, the right actors at the right time. Um, and, and then they're making it up as they go along, right? It's, again, oftentimes lacking in substance. Um, but, you know, they're saying what people want to hear and, uh, 
you know, I think women don't do that. I think women are way more direct uh, and way more honest about, you know, in, in their responses. I just think that's, that's the thing. We've got to be very careful about the allure of narcissism, right? That's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, um, many, many people are very narcissistic. And, and I would say that, you know, we all have a little bit of that in ourselves. But, you know, we have to be very careful about the allure of, of narcissism because, you know, that's that's something that, that comes into play. And we've got to be careful not not to buy into that and, and not to subscribe to that. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to ask the question and, and then, I, you know, I'm going to throw it back to you. And then and then I'd like to give my opinion on it. But, you know, how do we how do we stop incompetent men from becoming leaders? It's a great question. <laughs> it is a great question. You know, how do we stop incompetent men from becoming leaders? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think from my perspective, you know, being a individual contributor for a company, yeah. I think that you know, I the role that I would want to play in that is being open and having an open dialogue with my team, you know, on, you know, what we are looking for and what qualities we're, we need to have be cohesive in our work environment, you know, what works for us, what processes work, and, you know, what are going to be the character traits that are going to help push us forward, you know, into hitting our goals. And whoever that ends up being, male, female, that does not matter, um, as long as we are all collectively aligned and that on, on what we're looking for. And so I think from my perspective, that's going to be a, a voice that I would want to have is just being vocal and, you know, I'm showing up every day as that contributor. These are the qualities that will really help me succeed. Great, great answer. And I think, you know, um, you probably do a great job at hiring because you're probably, you know, trying to hire the best person for the job. Mm -hmm. Male or female, I think Nicole alluded to that earlier. Can we just can we just hire the best person for the job and not worry about their gender? Mm -hmm. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Just hire the best person for the job. And how are we going to do that? And, and and look, I'm not saying that now we should flip the script and we should start you know uh, ensuring that that a lot of incompetent women become leaders. Uh, and I'm not saying that every man who becomes a leader is incompetent. I'm just mm -hmm. saying you know let's let's be a lot more careful than, than than we perhaps have been in the past and and natalie to your point you know in order to do that what we've got to look for are, are the qualities the traits the characteristics the skills the attributes that, that, that the candidate has because those are the things that really matter right and i think then we're talking if you want to boil it down now to kind of three points we're talking about competence we're talking about humility and we're talking about integrity competence, humility, and integrity. And if we did a survey now or a poll of some sort and said, you know, who scores better in those three areas? If we're just making this about men or women, who scores better in the areas of competence, humility, and integrity? And I think we would the, the kind of results we would see would probably lean heavily towards women scoring much higher than men in those areas. Okay, so that's good. So, but it also tells us this is an area where men need to get better, right? Mm -hmm. Where men need to get better, where men need to be more competent to get better at what they do every day. And we all should be doing that, mm -hmm. male, female, doesn't matter. We should, we should all be you know, trying to get better at what we do every day. Um, humility, probably the most important 
tool you can have in your bag, right? Uh, is humility, right? Yeah. And integrity. I saw a quote once that said, integrity, if you have it, nothing else matters. And if you don't have it, nothing else matters. And, and, and that's one that you kind of let, you got to let that one marinate for a minute. Integrity, if you have it, nothing else matters. And if you don't have it, nothing else matters. I don't think integrity is something you can get. I think it's a trait, right? Mm -hmm. People have it or don't have it. So, you know, in terms of how we solve this going forward, how we change things going forward, we've got to stop, um, you know, any incompetent person from becoming a leader, and we've got to focus on their on their on, on the characteristics, on their traits, on the qualities, on their on their attitudes, uh, and on their uh, on their um, attributes and um, competence, integrity, humility. We've got mm -hmm. to really, really focus on those things in order to, to get the right results, right? Yeah, I see a lot more women standing up and starting to step in as leaders. Um, it, it's becoming it's becoming more. Is it balanced? No. No. But no. I think it's from conversations like this. I mean, again, even just talking through these concepts and seeing ourselves like that's always the hardest part for any individual is to see our blind spots yep. and talk through them and really talk to ourselves about them like wow i can't believe i actually fall into this trap or i i act this way and it's from hosting these types of conversations and hopefully you know with people listening and continually hearing these types of of concepts coming out i'm not saying it's going to make this insane wave and all of a sudden we're going to see this dramatic flip. But I think these types of dialogues make us do a little bit of self-reflection when we're in leadership roles. You know, and for myself, one of the things that I tend to notice, and Natalie, we've talked about this, is a lot of women don't feel ready. And they want to make sure that they have their whole notebook drafted <laughs> out on everything they're going to do. And this is how they're going to operate. And this is how how it looks instead of just jumping in the pool sometimes. And so some of the female staff that I have adore, I mean, this I'm equal, I would say for sure. I would hope that my team would say that I treat everything equally. I do push a little bit more on the females uh, too, just to keep reminding them of their capabilities, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's where leaders need to kind of open up a little bit and go, I do see the integrity. I do see the competence. I do see everything that you're, you're speaking of, but how do I get these individuals, whether it's female or male, uh, sometimes to see that of themselves mm -hmm. and kind of help them raise the bar of themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of my missions and, and, you know, opening and hosting LLC, you know, and, and, and trying to create that leadership mindset for women, but also with people that I interact with on a daily, you know, I, I will be honest to go, you can do this, you know, because yeah. I, I identify it. And when you work closely with people, you can see it. And sometimes they just can't see it. And it's almost like a intimidating, scary spot to step in sometimes as a female. But that, that's when the you know the true art of leadership comes in, uh, you know, for you as a business owner, that you have to you know hold somebody. You, you may say, look, look, it was scary for me, right? 
the, the first time, the second time, I didn't want to do it. But the third right. time, I did it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I had somebody who held my hand and walked me through it, right? Yeah. So, so metaphorically, I'm going to hold your hand. And I'm going to walk through it. I'm going to go through it with you, right? So I'm going to be there for you. And, and maybe, you'll, maybe you'll trip, maybe you'll fall, but I'm going to help you, right? And so it, it, it's having those conversations and it's being the authentic leader right. that is, you know, in, in engaging with your employees and holding their hand to get them where they're going. Um, and, and, and there is a paradigm shift and it's, this is not going to happen overnight. But, but what I have observed in the last, let's say, you know, six years uh, that I got back into recruiting, what I, have, what I have observed in the logistics industry is that we're seeing way more uh, women decision makers than we ever saw in the past, right? Mm -hmm. um, educated, bright, super, super sharp. Uh, and, and, and who do you think they want to do business with, right? They want to do, let me tell you, they want to do business with other educated women. Because they, they don't buy into the narcissism. They don't buy into the BS. And they don't buy into the, into the lack of integrity and the lack of humility that they see in a lot of guys, mm -hmm. right? And so I think there's probably never been a better time to be a woman in sales than right now. I think there's never been a better time to be a woman in business than right now. There will be better times, but you know, as I see this shift now to women in leadership, women in in uh, decision making roles, I see those women wanting to do business with other women mm -hmm. for very obvious reasons. For very obvious reasons, because because uh, uh, and I think it probably all comes back now to the integrity point. You know, um, because women have way more integrity. Than, than, than men in general, right? And so, you know, that's that's the appealing factor from a, from a female decision maker's perspective is they're going to say, you know what, the chances are this this person is going to be a whole lot more honest with me than that person, right? And 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 this person isn't coming here to talk about you know football or weather, you know whatever whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, because nobody has time for that anymore. I mean, every decision maker is super super busy. And they want people to come to them with solutions. Right. Um, there's no time for the for the chit chat. There's no time uh, these days so much for even the relationship building because uh, so many of us these days are doing what the three of us are doing right now, which is a you know a, a Zoom call or you know some kind of video conference. So we're not you know in, physically in front of the people anymore. Um, but I, I see it. I see women coming into these leadership positions, coming into these decision-making roles. And I tell guys, you know what? You're going to need to adapt because if you don't, you're going to struggle because one day you'll be working for a woman. And that's going to be really, really tough <laughs> if you haven't adapted the way right. that women have had to adapt along the way. Mm -hmm. And look, you know, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to paint you know, a, a bleak picture and say that, you know, Women have never had never had opportunities. I'm talking to two women who, who, who are very successful right now, and you know, and I and I follow Nicole and and and, and frequently see other very very successful women, uh, and I, and I love seeing it. I love seeing it, and I and frankly, I love seeing some success, successful guys as well. I love it, you know, to the extent that they are um, competent, and then they're not just they didn't just get the job because they had charisma. Uh, you know, I want to see more Angela Merkel's getting promoted. That I want to see. Well, I'm not going to name a politician. <laughs> that I want to see certain politicians getting promoted who have that charisma, if you will.
Bill, what are some things that say you are hiring? And I know we, we could definitely have a show on that, but that you should look for or should you look for as like warning signs that you're dealing with someone that falls into this type of leadership concept that we're talking about that's not authentic? Like, what do you suggest? I think I think it's all about, you know, interview preparation. Um, you know, we need to really read, thoroughly read the resume, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and we need to do a little bit of research. You know, I, I, I was working for a company that told me one day, uh, we just hired a new GM. Uh, and, I, and, and they told me the name of the person. I said, did anybody, did anybody interview the individual? And they go, oh, yeah, he was great. I go, okay, did anybody look, did anybody ask him why he failed in his last three jobs? And he did fail in his last three jobs, by the way. He didn't quit. He didn't resign from any of them. He was fired from all three of them. Did anybody ask about that? And they're like, no. Like, Why? Why? So, you know, you, you, have to do, you have to do your homework. You have to do some prep work. Um, look, we're a networking industry. We can find out about people. Um, or we can just choose to believe what it says on their resume. And right. I think if we do that, we're falling into a trap that, 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 that they want us to fall into. Um, and I think we, we can't be afraid, even in this war for talent right now, the likes of which we have never, ever seen and would likely never see again. And so, you know, um, instead of hiring MBAs, people are hiring WBAs, you know, warm, breathing and available. <laughs> right? uh, and so you know, standards, hiring standards are, are dropping. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you know, because and, and people don't want to ask the tough questions. And I get it. You know, so you may have a manager who is managing, let's say, a team of 10 people. And, and who has been used to delegating that work. And now, you know, the workload has doubled or tripled and it's been hard to get people. And so that manager now is he's kind of on the floor doing the work of the operator. And so when, when, when a candidate comes in, um, you know, what they're seeing is somebody who can potentially take that work away from them to allow them to go back to being the true manager that they want to be. Um, but, and so they avoid the tough questions. So they, they see... You know, they see what everybody else is. They see, you know, four jobs in the last seven years, but they don't really want to go there. They don't want to ask about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's no progression. It's just, you know, the same kind of level of job, but four times in the last seven years. But they think if they ask about that, they might scare the candidate away. Hey, scare the candidate away, right? And, and, and as tough, look, I'm a recruiter, and I want to see the process move mm-hmm. relatively quickly. But we have an expression in England, marry in haste, repent at your leisure. I think it's the same thing when it comes to hiring. You know, if you hire hastily, you may you may regret that decision down the road. So it, it's about preparation. It's about the questions you ask. It's about asking around about the individual. Mm-hmm. Um, look, if they left this company five years ago, um, surely there's somebody there who would tell you something objective about that individual. You're not going to call HR because they all they're going to do is confirm you know, the dates the person was employed. But, you know, we, we, there's other ways you can check. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can talk to the people they probably did business with. Talk to a, you know, a trucker they did business with. Talk to an airline they did business with. Talk to a steamship line they did business with. Talk to an employee that used to work with them, right? And, and, get, and get some, you know, get some truth about, about it. Nicole, you said right at the outset, you know, nobody's going to go to an interview um, not ready to BS or, 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 or say all the right things, right? Right. You're getting their best self right there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, we also need to look back on, 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 on example. We want examples of their success, right? So when they say, well, you know, I increased business by 17.4%, you know, great, fantastic. A lot of interviewers go, wow, you, you, interview, you, you increased business by 17.4%. That's fantastic. Instead of saying, how did you increase right. business by 17.4% exactly? Right. What did you do uh, for that to happen? So um, tough questions, a lot of preparation, and you know some detective work. You, you've got to dig a little bit into the per person's past to find out you know, why, why they're interviewing today uh, and, and what their real past is. Mm -hmm. Well, Bill, Thank you so much for today. I mean, even just this article, we can keep talking on, you know, <laughs> we're already like right there at the time, but fantastic. And we're going to share this article, please. And then you've had some other great ones too. So if you can send me some of those links sure. again, yep. I'm going to include, you know, several of those. So just, again, just to start letting people just let that sink in a little bit, plant mm -hmm. those seeds, start thinking about it. Uh, for yourself and your next hires. So, Bill, appreciate it. It's been great chatting with you. It's been my pleasure. And um, what do I do with the hate mail? Um, <laughs> what, once, what, once You've been sharing this for a while. I mean, <laughs> I would think they've already found you, right? They have. They have. Uh, well, thank you for standing up on it. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those great things that it's part of the world and we have to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. Um, I, I am... I am obviously a big fan of women, but I'm 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 a fan of a lot of men as well. You know, yeah. um, I just I just want to see um, a situation where the right person gets you know to Natalie's point, right? Let's can we just hire the right person for the job? That's that's all we're asking. That's all we're asking. All right. Well, thank you again. You guys have a great, great meeting. Yeah. You too. Thanks. Take care.